Hello, pod people. I'm DA, and welcome to Millennial Edition. Thanks for joining us. By now, all of us have seen the now infamous video of Will Smith ascending the Oscar stage and slapping Chris Rock clear across the face for the entire world to see. A bunch of our listeners have been asking me my thoughts on all of it, so in this episode, we will explore the incident in fuller detail and discuss hopefully the lessons we can take from such a bizarre and arguably monumental event. As always, remember to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, and follow us on Twitter to be a part of the discussion. Okay, so let's dive right in. So now that the dust has kind of settled and a punishment was rendered, I feel like now with some distance, I can provide hopefully a thoughtful, nuanced opinion for how I feel about the whole ordeal. I think what makes me the most sad about this incident is that I was so happy that Will Smith was being recognized by Hollywood for his work. And I think, and I, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, is that Will Smith is truly a talented artist. He is talented in front of and behind the camera. Almost every role that he has played in has been iconic, from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, to Independence Day, to Men in Black, to Bad Boys, to The Pursuit of Happiness, to I Am Legend, to even Reimagining the Karate Kid, and the list goes on and on and on. His movies and shows are incredibly funny and deeply heartwarming and overall well-written. It was why I was so happy that the Oscars were finally recognizing his work, because he has done an incredible job and his nomination and subsequent win was a long time coming. And to be perfectly honest, I agreed with Jada. And this is where I think all of this might have started and where we should start the discussion. Because it is important to point out that in 2016, when Jada boycotted the Oscars, not one person of color was nominated for any of the major awards. In fact, it was the second year in a row that the Oscars did not nominate any person of color. And since I feel like a lot of people look over what she tweeted out in 2016, I am going to read the whole quote so that we can fully hear what she was trying to say. Jada tweeted, in quotes, At the Oscars, people of color are always welcome to give out awards, even entertain, but we are rarely recognized for our artistic accomplishments. Should people of color refrain from participating altogether? People can only treat us in a way in which we allow. With much respect, in the midst of deep disappointment, we must stand in our power, end quote. So let's pause right here. Ask yourself, was Jada right? Many had criticized, or better yet, dismissed her statements as merely being, you know, the angry black woman mad that her husband didn't win kind of thing. However, in 2016, it wasn't just Will Smith who was overlooked for his movie Concussion, which was an extremely powerful movie, by the way. The list of overlooked black and brown people included Michael B. Jordan and Tess Thompson for their roles in Creed, Idris Elba and Abraham Atta for their roles in Beasts of No Nation, and the entire cast of Straight Outta Compton. Think about the actors I just named. That was an entire lineup of some of the most powerful performance given by highly talented black and brown actors. It wasn't just Will Smith that was overlooked that year. It was an entire community of people who delivered arguably some of the best performances that year. In 2016, we were all shocked and disheartened. This is around the time that the hashtag Oscars so white appeared. 
It was none other than Chris Rock, who was set to host the Oscars that year, who posted on his Twitter the day before Jada did, stating in quotes, the Oscars, period, the white BET awards, end quote, making clear reference to the lack of diversity. But just like the interrogation that Jada made in her tweet that the black and brown community are invited to entertain but are not recognized, it appeared she was stating a truth. No black and brown people were recognized by the Academy, but Chris Rock was allowed to entertain. And for all those reasons, both Jada and director Spike Lee announced that they would be boycotting the Oscars. It was the opening monologue that Chris Rock gave where things took a bit of an interesting turn. He started the night addressing the lack of diversity by saying, end quote, well, I'm here at the Academy Awards, otherwise known as the White People's Choice Awards. You realize if they nominated a host, I wouldn't even get this job. Y'all would be watching Neil Patrick Harris right now, end quote. So in his own comedic way, he addressed the issue. He continues with these next lines in what now appears to be prophetic irony. He says, in quotes, but here's the crazy thing. This is the wildest, craziest Oscars to ever host because we got all this controversy. And just a side note, I get chills reading that line. Continuing in the quote, no black nominees. And people are like, Chris, you should boycott. Chris, you should quit. You should quit. How come it's only unemployed people that tell you to quit something, you know? No one with a job ever tells you to quit, so I thought about quitting. I thought about it real hard, but I realized they're gonna have the Oscars anyway. They're not gonna cancel the Oscars because I quit, and the last thing I need is to lose another job to Kevin Hart, okay? I don't need that. Kev right there, and he points to Kevin Hart. Kev, make movies fast every month. Porno stars don't make movies that fast, end quote. And he keeps going, end quote. He says, now the thing is, what are we protesting? The big question. Why this Oscars? Why this Oscars you know? It's the 88th Academy Awards, which means this whole no black nominees thing has happened at least 71 other times, okay? You gotta figure that it happened in the 50s, in the 60s, you know, like one of those years Sidney Portier didn't put out a movie. I'm sure there were no black nominees some of those years, say 65, 62, or 63, and black people did not protest. Why? Because we had real things to protest at the time. We had real things to protest. We were too busy being raped and Lynch to care about who won Best Cinematographer. When your grandmother's swinging from a tree, it's really hard to care about Best Documentary or in short. Now here is the part that a lot of people keep posting on social media about because it was when Chris Rock directly mentions Jada. He said, in quote, but what happened this year? What happened? People went mad. Spike got mad. Sharpton got mad. And Jada went mad. Will went mad. Everybody went mad. It's crazy. Jada went mad. Jada says she's not coming, protesting. I'm like, ain't she on a TV show? Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Oh, that's not an invitation I would turn down. But I understand. I'm not hating. I understand you're mad. Jada's mad her man, Will, was not nominated for concussion. I get it. Tell the truth. I get it. You get mad. Said it's not fair that Will was this good and didn't get nominated. You're right. It's also not fair that Will was paid 20 million for Wild Wild West, okay? 
Since it's a long monologue, I'm going to go ahead and skip down and read one more part. He said, end quote, well, here's the real question. The real question everyone wants to know in the world is, is Hollywood racist? You know, you got to go at that at the right way. Is it burning cross racist? No. Is it fetch me some lemonade racist? No. It's a different type of racist. I'm going to skip down a little further. End quote. Is Hollywood racist? You're damn right Hollywood's racist, but not the racist that you've grown accustomed to. Hollywood is sorority racist. It's like, we like you, Rhonda, but you're not a Kappa. That's how Hollywood is. End quote. So the reason that I'm reading most to all of his monologue is because the headlines the next day framed his monologue with headlines like Chris Rock calls out Jada Smith and Chris Rock takes dig at Jada's boycotting the Oscars. Now, whether you agree with those headlines or not, we have to acknowledge that his bit about Jada was only a small part of that monologue. The headlines zeroed in on the part where he mentions Jada, but ignored the parts where he basically said, not in so many words, that the Academy was in fact racist. However, I will say that in the part where he mentions Will and Jada, something stuck out to me. Now, hindsight is always 2020, and I recognize that it might be unfair to critique a monologue that was given six years ago, and I certainly do not have a clue what it takes to perform a monologue on such an important night and stage for the entire world to see and judge, including your peers. I can only imagine that everything you say has to be entertaining and funny, and you are allowed to take some liberties, but the wrong thing said will become a negative viral headline. And worse yet, if you suck at the end of the night and fail to make anyone laugh, well, you can kiss that career you took decades to build goodbye. So I say all of that because I can appreciate that there is more to the job as comedian than meets the eye, especially in an arena like the Oscars. However, if we take a deeper dive into his monologue, what stuck out to me is that he did appear to single Jada and Will out, mainly Jada. Whether it was intentional or unintentional, and I have no reason to believe it was intentional, it feels as if he is publicly mocking them instead of showing solidarity for a very valid issue that affected all of the black and brown actors in the Hollywood community. Whether he realized it or not, during his monologue, he actually complimented all of the other black and brown actors. When he gets to Will and Jada, it just felt very different. He seemed to zero in. He made a valid protest seem frivolous, and he made Jada seem like she was just out of nowhere, she went crazy. And instead of him using that moment and platform to affirm a black woman, and yes, he could have done that in his own comedic way, he made a joke of her and reduced her valid concerns to basically, your husband didn't win, but you shouldn't be angry about that because you weren't invited anyways. Um, yikes. I named heavy hitters from the black and brown community who were also overlooked. It wasn't just Will Smith. So it is very weird for him and what it might have felt like to both Will and Jada to use his platform to punch down and blame the victim. Will and Jada did not cause or perpetuate the racist history in Hollywood of deliberately excluding black and brown people from acknowledgement of their work. And although Chris Rock, in his own comedic way, called out the Academy for its lack of diversity, it was incredibly disappointing, and if we are keeping it all the way real, downright insulting to reduce Jada to the crazy lady who was mad that her husband didn't get an award. 
The fight for equity and inclusion in Hollywood is a worthy and righteous fight, not the rantings of a crazy black woman. We have to stop the practice as a society of dismissing the voices of black women. So whether Chris Rock was joking or not, and whether they brushed it off at the time, unfortunately, it appears that they did not forget it. However, I will just say, though, that despite the monologue in 2016, Chris Rock still didn't deserve to be assaulted on live television. I just can't get over how easy it was for Will Smith to simply walk on stage on live television with no regard to anyone else, with no thought of what the aftermath of his actions would be, with no caring as to what his actions might look like to his fans who wanted to see him there. I just can't get over that, at how brazen his actions were. I recognize that Hollywood can be both a blessing and curse because to make it in Hollywood, you have to be a person who is willing to take risks, bold risks. But the thing that makes stars brilliant is also the thing that can make them incredibly destructive, and we all bore witness to that. Will Smith wasn't displaying protection of his wife, a black woman. He was displaying toxic masculinity. Let's dive a little deeper into this terminology. If you are a new listener to the podcast, we like to start out with some definitions so that we are all on the same page. The term toxic masculinity was a term coined in the 1980s by Professor Shepard Bliss, who is a professor of psychology at the John F. Kennedy University in Orindo, California. And toxic masculinity is when a man feels the need to conform to stereotypical male gender norms, which manifests itself through displays of violence, domination, aggression, misogyny, and even homophobia. So these stereotypes of manliness become toxic for men and ultimately for society at large. Professor Bliss coined the phrase when he was attempting to describe these traits he noticed in his own father, whom he describes as militaristic and authoritarian. And out of these studies for male behavior came what is known as the mythopoetic movement. The mythopoetic movement of the 1980s and 90s was essentially a self-help movement for men where psychologists provided self-help and therapeutic activities and workshops which worked to enhance personal growth and promote an inner connection with one's masculinity. Will Smith's actions at the Oscars appear to fit the definition of an act born of toxic masculinity. However you describe Will's actions that night, the assault on Chris Rock, followed by the barrage of screams to the horror of all who watched, Will gave in to this toxicity, and the consequences have been pretty profound. Now, like I mentioned before, some in society, because society never misses a beat, seemed okay with Will's actions due to this notion that he was merely defending and protecting his wife. But as Professor Bliss explains, one of the traits of toxic masculinity is for men to demonstrate the stereotype of, in quote, bravery, aggression, and strength, end quote, as listed by InvigorMedical.com. While he and others may say that his actions were for Jada, it is clear that these actions were really about himself. Will thought that he was showing strength and dominance, but all we saw, all the world saw, was violence and weakness. I truly believe a lot of the analysis that has been floating around, that Will's actions were because deep down inside, he was struggling with the issue of not feeling that Hollywood truly takes him serious. 
It is the pain of non-acceptance, and like many black and brown people in America, the pain of the reality that no matter how high you reach and as close as you can get to the stars, it will never be enough, and you will always be reduced to nothing more than a joke. So for himself, he was expressing to the world through dominance and violence that everyone needs to take him seriously and to not get in his way. But the unfortunate reality of this is that the recipient of his violence and dominance was another black man, Chris Rock. And not just any black man, a comedy legend in his own right who has opened up in interviews how he is working with a therapist to help him deal with the trauma from his childhood bullies and from sexual assault. In speaking with Howard Stern in an interview that aired in 2020, he admitted to having low self-esteem and states, in quotes, I just feel not worthy of anyone's attention, anyone's love, any accolades, anything, end quote. And that is just heartbreaking to know the trauma he is carrying around. So think about it for a minute. A broken, hurting black man who feels overlooked and mocked and unworthy assaults a broken black man who feels unworthy of love and is working through past physical and sexual trauma on the Academy stage, a homogenous white male dominated institution that we all acknowledge as problematic and racist who has indeed overlooked the both of them and is a direct contributor to the marginalization of both of these multi-million dollar icon superstars who now gets to render judgment on this moment from from the comfort of their white privileged platform. Boy, oh boy, this whole moment is a mess. Black men are so often brutalized by our society, and we have seen this over and over and over again, especially when it comes to the controversies of police violence. Black men are often publicly humiliated, their images distorted and exploited by everything from the media to institutions that are supposed to be protecting them, like the judicial system. And if God forbid they make a mistake, black men are over-penalized and their actions serve as a larger comment on the entire black community to justify our exclusion. So to see Will Smith inflict this unfair treatment on another black man is truly hard to watch and deeply painful. And I can understand why comedians all around the world felt particularly horrified and threatened by his actions, because in a single action, Will Smith might have unwittingly opened the door for their community to receive violence if someone does not like a particular joke at their expense. So with an incident as shocking as this one, what follows are the plethora of think pieces and bad takes and pundits who all want to weigh in on the issue. And I can't really blame them since Will brought it on himself. He did this act for the world to see, and thus the entire world, including me, are weighing in on it. And some of the comments, especially from people close to Smith's and Chris Rock, are really thoughtful. And some comments I've been seeing floating around are just messy as fuck. Some of y'all really need to learn to say less. Now I gotta just talk to the white community for a minute. I won't tell you that your opinions are not valid or that you shouldn't have one, because like I said before, Will Smith did a very public action for the entire world to see and he brought it on himself. But without fail and on beat, the white community just sprung into action, many just centering themselves and giving some really unhelpful problematic commentary. Some alluding to the idea that somehow Will's behavior is indicative of the behavior of the entire black community. Community, and that somehow it hurts us all. Um, nah. 
Hollywood has had, like most institutions, a history of racism and excluding black and brown artists. Will Smith's actions did not cause that, and nor did he give them a reason to perpetuate it. Frankly, the Academy didn't need a reason before, and they do not need a reason now. They will continue to exclude because it is built into their structure to do so. And the community who is quick to remind us that not all white people are racist and that not all police are bad, just a few bad apples, it is really funny to me how quick the actions of one black person automatically becomes a comment on the larger community. As I said before, in situations like these, perhaps it's best to say less. We got this. The black community knows exactly how to care for its own in a way that restores dignity and healing for all parties. Some have called this the worst event in Oscars history, which just absolutely overlooks the Academy's long and openly oppressive history. Some have called for Will Smith to return his Oscar entirely. And like I said, I totally get it. But also, hell no. His award is a celebration and acknowledgement of his work. And undeniably, his work speaks for itself, as Will Smith is an incredibly talented individual. And from what I have seen, unless I missed it, there are no other times in Oscar history where they have asked for any one of these problematic people, including convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein and accused sexual abuser Woody Allen, to return theirs. But we cannot overlook the levels of misogynoir on display. Somehow, the commentary turned from Will's actions to blaming Jada and the type of woman she is to drive Will, this grown-ass megastar, to do what he did. <sighs> Enough, y'all. Seriously. And I know the Smiths have basically put it all out there with revealing to the world intimate details about their marriage, but the commentary blaming Jada for Will's actions are deeply problematic and dripping in misogynoir. Will Smith is his own person, and he made his own choice. This wasn't truly about her. This was about him. So the aggression towards her for his actions is misplaced and needs to stop. I can only imagine that this entire ordeal has both embarrassed and traumatized her. Just imagine it for a minute. In front of the entire world, Chris Rock poked fun at her bald head, and whether he knew it or not, for a condition that she could not help. And while she is processing the embarrassment of that, her husband Will then publicly and brazenly gets out of his seat, walks on stage on live television, and assaults another person to everyone's shock. He didn't even stop there. He proceeded to scream from his seat expletives, bringing to her, whether she wanted it or not, a whole new level of drama and embarrassment. And like I said, all of this is playing out for the entire world to see. And I'm seeing comments online like, it was only just a joke, she shouldn't be so sensitive, or worse, alopecia is not cancer. And thus, I guess the commenter is essentially saying she has no right to feel bad for the loss of her hair or even be sensitive about it. Oh boy. <laughs> Honestly, some of y'all really do need to say less because whether you felt the joke was funny or not is really not the point. The joke was at her expense in front of the entire world to see, and she did not find it funny. And that is her right. No one has the right to tell her how she should feel about it, just like you wouldn't want someone telling you how to feel about a joke made at your expense. I honestly enjoy the liberties that comedians can take, even when I think they have crossed the line. 
However, comedians must reconcile with the fact that people may respond differently to the things that come out of their mouths. Not everyone is going to find the things that they say funny. That's par for the course. Where I take particular issue is responding with violence. I don't think anyone deserves that. And all those on social media who went from COVID expert to alopecia expert after this incident, honestly, just stop. Her condition does not have to be cancer in order for her to feel traumatized by it. Her body took something away from her and she is allowed to mourn that loss. Time and time again, society has ignored and dismissed the feelings of black women when they were experiencing real trauma. We are told to just get over it. Well, no, we are not going to just get over it. If her body is experiencing a loss, are we really as a society going to take away her ability to honestly feel something about it so that she can process the loss? Now, you all know you would feel traumatized as well if you were dealing with alopecia, or any illness for that matter. And it is my hope that if ever you have to face a medical issue, I hope that there are people in your life that will provide you with more grace and understanding than society is showing Jada through her struggle. So where are we at with this saga and what are our takeaways? Well, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has banned Will Smith from attending any Academy events or programs for the next 10 years. This decision came after Will Smith announced he had resigned from the Academy April 1st and said that he would humbly submit to the consequences of his actions. Now, do I think 10 years is a little extreme? Well, yeah, perhaps. Three to five years would have been more than enough time, especially since Will appears, at least on the surface, remorseful for what he has done. This is why I wish that our society moves in the direction towards restorative justice instead of just handing down punishments. The severity of Will's actions called for a more creative approach, I think. For one, I think he should be made to deliver a recorded apology live from the Oscar stage. Sending out an apology via tweet is not enough. He should then be fined and the money donated to an organization of Chris Rock's choosing. And then maybe a three-year ban. Because just banning him for 10 years is just so easy for the Academy to do. Keeping a black person away from the awards show appears to be their specialty. Think Hattie McDaniels, who is the first black person to win an Oscar in February of 1940, but was relegated to the segregated section because the hotel would not let her sit with her white co-stars as they had a whites-only policy. So it's easy for Hollywood to say that one less black man will be allowed in their space. As I mentioned before, if we look at the long history of the Academy, they are not in a position to judge anyone. So where grace can be shown, we have to learn how to move in that direction as a society. One of the takeaways of the moment is, well, we are so intent as a society to have a viral moment, a moment that will be talked about in history. We pursue it so much so that we are literally losing our humanity and becoming fucking reckless. Have you noticed online and frankly everywhere where there is a camera phone that those who get attention usually are the ones who are the most extreme. They do and say extreme things. Because now, embedded into our culture is the unhealthy need to be known and seen, no matter how you achieve that. It is better to get that 15-minute viral moment rather than to live and die in obscurity, positive or negative. But the goal is to get people talking about you, and we see this a lot in our generation, the millennial generation, and the Gen Z generation. 
We can't live our lives and feel we have value unless there are eyes on us. And what Will Smith was going for was a moment where the world put their eyes on him, a moment we would never forget. And just like our generation and the Gen Z generation, this unhealthy need is literally destroying us. And it absolutely destroyed Will Smith's moment of winning an Oscar. Not to mention overshadowed Venus and Serena and Richard Williams, in addition to overshadowing other black and brown talent, including Questlove for his documentary, Summer of Soul, and Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. And in the immediate aftermath of the moment, Will Smith was in tears, Chris Rock looked numb and confused and hurt, Jada looked despondent, and the world looked on in absolute horror, traumatized and confused by what they just saw. So overall, it wasn't worth it. But like I said before, hindsight is always 2020, especially when you make a mistake. When I reimagine the moment in my head, I still imagine Chris Rock making that joke at Jada's expense. However, instead of reacting with a public assault, instead, when Will accepts his long-awaited Oscar for his work, his excellent portrayal of Richard Williams, he uses his platform to affirm and uplift Jada. He just loves on her. And he uses the moment to educate about alopecia and to thank all those who supported his family throughout the years. And his tears? Well, his tears would be from profound happiness and gratitude instead of shame and embarrassment. I suspect that the dust will not settle anytime soon, and I get that. This was a shocking moment, and I actually think that is an understatement. But it is my hope that for everyone involved, and that includes all of you as you bore witness to the event, that we are able to learn from this moment and move forward the way that Jada suggested, with healing. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Millennial Edition. Make sure you are vaxxed and boosted as I think we might finally be reaching the end of this pandemic and I look forward to engaging with you all soon.